Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon, good evening to you, maybe even good morning. Welcome to the COB. It is the 19th of November. Really great to have you here with us. I'm Nadine Blaney. Hey, Scuddy, how are you? I'm fantastic. The 19th of November. It's, uh, I, know. I can feel the cricket season coming fast. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm getting excited. Me too. Thought so. Me too. Okay. Um, yeah, it ended up being a positive session. We saw the Chi X200 finishing higher, we saw the XJO finishing up by a quarter of 1%, pretty sure that is the highs of the day, um, all thanks to the banks. Yes, uh, in banks we trust, well, a lot of investors are doing that right now, it seems, and uh, I remember writing about this uh, a few months ago, but um, yeah, the banks are uh, really a microcosm of what's going on in the economy, and uh, the one thing I think we can safely say, is compared to what we we're looking at uh, three months ago, uh, things are looking a lot better. And uh, the loan losses, the provision that uh, people are concerned about, a collapse of the housing market, uh, you know, extremely elevated levels of unemployment uh, to this point. Uh, and uh, I do stress the point, it's not over yet. Uh, things haven't transpired that way. So the banks are having a very strong time at the moment. Uh, and uh, I'm sure a lot of investors out there are very happy about it. Yeah, especially those investors when they hear that dividends will be coming back. I mean, that's part of the story as well. Mm -hmm. Regulators so far are having a pretty light touch. The Reserve Bank governor yesterday saying there's no such thing as a house price bubble, at least at this time. So yeah, CBA finishing the session up by 2.23%, but all the big banks up in the order of about 2%. BHP was the exception to the rule amongst uh, the big iron ore miners here in Australia. Iron ore, tell us the story. Tell us what's happening there, Scotty. I don't know. It's uh, the red dirt for as much as we've got of it, which is uh, plenty. Uh, there's certainly no shortages of it. Uh, just keeps going from strength to strength. I just looked uh, before we uh, came off air before and uh, yeah, record highs for a Dalian January 2021 contract. So make of that what you will, but uh, very, very punchy gains, I've got to say. So keep an eye on spot prices, but uh, very, very strong days. Uh, and surprising the resilience just to continue because one of the big factors we saw for a long period of time this year was supply disruptions yeah. out of Brazil. They've, Not true. They're, they're, they've, uh, they've basically now been unwound. It's just purely that Chinese demand for iron ore right now is enormous. And that's even as Australian iron ore exports fell to 16 million tonnes last week. Well, last week does not obviously make a market, it, but it was the lowest level since early September. I spoke with Vivek Dar. He is a um, director of mining and energy commodities at Commonwealth Bank. He talked mostly about oil. Oil was his chart of the day. I love keeping abreast of Vivek's chart of the day, but I did sneak in a question about iron ore. So if you'd like to hear what Vivek has to say about iron ore, you can do so via the show notes. There was 
Lots. What were we going to say? Oh, I heard you drop into the question about iron ore. I was oh, very proud. Oh, what? Well, happy my, to, my, my aim to my, please, my, co my co-anchor was, uh, <laughs> in my absence, was uh, was doing the, uh, the job for iron ore pundits out there. So thank you. All right. Um, listen, there were lots of corporate stories out there today. Um, the buy now, pay later space did pretty well, particularly Flexi Group. So Flexi Group unveiled a tie-up with MasterCard and the market liked it, sending shares close to 6%. Higher. So it's um, taking its buy now, pay later product global, essentially. And Flexi Group also saying that it is looking to expand into two key international markets. The AGM is ongoing, but we'll be speaking with uh, the CEO um, tomorrow. Tomorrow, actually, at about 11.20. Flexi Group was one of the better performers today. Uh, we did continue to see some pressure coming through on those companies exposed to China, A2 Milk, Treasury Wine. China, that was quite the list of grievances it has with Australia. It certainly doesn't seem like the relations are thawing in any way, shape or form, RCEP or not. Not at all. And uh, nothing's changed in my view. China's a bully. It's a much larger economy uh, and it's trying to do diplomacy via threats and, uh, and threatening trade. But uh, I think obviously as an investor, you've got to be very uh, wary of that situation. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, the shoes on the other foot. China doesn't respond uh, quite as, uh, as as harshly as uh, as it would to others. So um, yeah, it's a difficult one to go and, and put my finger on. But uh, it's disappointing to go and see we're in 2020, and uh, yeah, there are more important things to go and worry about this stuff. But uh, unfortunately, policymakers just seem to be in, insisting on this is something we've got to focus on. The best performer on the 200 today was ALQ. ALS was out yesterday with some. Um, well, results that were disappointing. I mean, the company was sold off yesterday, but the brokers were out today lifting price targets, um, you know, 15% by Morgans, 3.5% by Macquarie, 7% by Morgan Stanley, you know, 4% by UBS. And it was all about the outlook for ALS. So that was one of the better performers today. Blue Scope Steel as well was up by 5.5%, reaffirming, actually increasing its guidance for the third time in, you know, handful of weeks, really. And um, yeah, things looking pretty good for Blue Scope Steel. EML as well, in relation to a broker move, was up by about 5%. That's one of the most followed companies on the Ausbiz platform. So I'm just pointing out some of the big winners and losers today. And if you'd like some stock picks, some buy, hold, sells, mostly buys, coming from T.S. Wong. He's from Prime Value Asset Management. He named a couple, and you can access that interview via the show notes as well. Scotty. In the newsletter, you have a view, and your view today, you were talking about, well, it's interesting because you say, like a scene out of Escape from New York, we're fleeing the inner city to the supposed safety of the outer burbs. You clearly don't think that this is necessary or, uh, or a trend that will continue? Uh, not over the longer term, absolutely not. Uh, the same factors that uh, were so appealing to people you know, earlier this year and uh, over previous decades about why so many people want to go and live in the city. And of course, I'm being broad brush here, there's, no, there's exceptions to the rule. But uh, this whole idea that uh, you want to be fleeing the, uh, the inner city and uh, the, the disease-ridden towers because they don't have coronavirus. You know, in 12 months' time, I'm not saying coronavirus won't be with us, but the same thing you know, given the vaccine news. It's going to be a very different outlook. And uh, I just question, uh, you start having the international borders open up again. Uh, I've just seen so much evidence of him talking to people about you know, massive overs being paid for, uh, for properties that are not very good, way out of town, because apparently the safety 
is, uh, is part of the, uh, the factor in the appeal for these places. <laughs> uh, the safety ain't going to be any consideration in a year or two's time. Well, at least in New South Wales, if those changes to stamp duties go through as expected, we'll they can move back, nothing to lose. They we'll just be, have to pay land tax. We'll be flipping properties <laughs> left, right and centre. There'll be lots of uh, property flipping shows. That'll be the next thing. So. Yeah. That's one thing for certain. But so, yeah, I just think it's the same thing uh, along the lines of uh, the people who went and bought a used car because they don't want to be on public transit because they're going to go and catch COVID. And yeah, in time, it's going to be look like a silly decision. Well, um, unless they move out to the burbs and love their life. Um, REA Group today giving back some of the gains that it made on the back of that announcement coming from the New South Wales government in regards to um, stamp duty and domain group today down significantly off by about 3%. So we will um, continue to watch those names and how that policy evolves and the impact there. Um, let's talk our stock of the day, shall we? Crown Resort. So it coming under pressure once it was back online. Questions as to the timeline of its Barangaroo Gaming opening and actually whether it's fit and proper um, to hold that license at all. But it says it will push ahead with the opening of that, just minus the gaming. Would you, Scotty, would you head down to the Brangaroo Tower and go get a drink and maybe a meal? I don't know. If they didn't attempt to go and rip us off with, uh, with tourist prices, absolutely, I'd go down there. It's a lovely spot. And I love the pool as well. I saw the- What uh, pool? I haven't seen the pool. Oh, you haven't seen the pool? Uh -uh. So um, it's probably, uh, I'd be lucky enough to go and swim in uh, Marina Bay Sands Infinity Pool uh, a few times. I reckon it'll probably rival that because it's not on the top uh, the big cylindrical uh, structure. So it's not in James Packer's Pentez. No, no, it's not there. Well, there probably is, there probably is a pool there, but uh, no, it's a really big pool and uh, basically it looks right over the harbour and everything else. Ah. So um, it's on like the, there's a sort of mezzanine, like no section, which is another part of the, uh, the complex. No, I didn't know And I know saw that, that and I was, I was just thinking like, yeah, I'll get my guns out there. And go, <laughs> oh, go, wow. Go, wow. I just got a visual. Go have, go have a paddle around there and, uh, and go enjoy the view, have a cocktail or okay, something. life goals. All right. We'll make that get scuddy <laughs> to the infinity pool at Crown Casino. But I won't be gambling. Well, at least not for the time being. <laughs> All right. So um, Crown was the stock of the day. Gosh, we... Digress there. We spoke with Julia Lee from Berman Invest and Owen Raskowitz from Rask Australia. Here's what they say about Crown. So in this type of scenario, it's really a binary outcome, all or nothing as yeah. an investor. So if you're investing into Crown now, you're really betting that Sydney is going to open and that license is going to be okay. Otherwise, you'd prefer exposure to uh, the gaming space through something like Star, which doesn't have that risk, but the upside yeah. from the COVID-19 reopenings. But in that gaming space, I prefer Aristocrat Leisure. I think right. it's done quite well out of COVID-19. If you're looking at this from an investor's perspective, you could think probabilistically, and you could say, well, maybe the Melbourne assets, maybe that smaller um, online business the Crown has actually supports a valuation at a certain level. Um, Current analyst estimates and current valuations on the, on the company are around about $10 per share. So maybe a mild undervaluation. But for me, it's, it's one of those things where we probably don't need to go near it to your point, Koshi. Um, one of the things that I would point out, one of the alternatives that I would point out to Crown is a company called Jumbo Interactive, which is a business yeah. that creates software, which is right within what we would say is the circle of competence. And that was Owen Raskovich finishing um, those thoughts on Crown. So there's a couple more stock picks for you. This is the podcast that keeps on giving. So they say consider Aristocrat or Jumbo Interactive as opposed to Crown if you're looking for a way to play um, that thematic. Maybe they haven't seen the pool yet. <laughs> no.
I don't think they have, but uh, oh, I won't go down there. Let's just say Julia Ivy Pool. I've seen I've seen some stuff <laughs> in my time. Okay, uh, tonight there's uh, jobless claims in the U.S. Obviously, that will be a focus. We get housing data out as well. A few manufacturing reads from the Fed. Uh, today, the big one here was the jobless claims as well. Scuddy, uh, the unemployment rate, yes, it ticked up, but it wasn't as bad as had been expected. Jobs being created, Victoria's economy opening. Um, are we are we naive to be, you know, sort of blinded by some of the positivity there? No, I don't think so. It just fits with what we're seeing more broadly. Um, just life seems to be returning to normal slowly, yes, and uh, there's still plenty of restrictions, but... There's no reason why. With, with the government's thrown so much stimulus at this, uh, this problem. Uh, then you throw on top of that uh, what's been going on with the RBA. Um, and things are absolutely flying. And uh, look, it's a, it's a shame what's going on in South Australia. And, and we hope that uh, that, uh, that gets under control really uh, know, quickly. But it was only less than a week ago that I was sitting there having a couple of beers with, uh, with Colin Michalakis from Statewide Super. And it was a lovely evening in Adelaide and like, people out and about. And it just gave me a sense that... Uh, around the other uh, country, now they can actually go and travel, that things are getting back to normal. Um, so when it comes to the, uh, the labor force data, it's a lagging indicator. Yes, uh, unemployment is still unacceptably high. That's probably to expect of what we're coming out of. But all things being equal, uh, lots of full-time jobs being created, lots of part-time jobs being created. The one issue that we must go and watch and, and pay very close attention to, and I've written about this as well in the past, is that uh, youth unemployment side of things, because youth unemployment uh, rose quite strongly uh, and a big increase in participation. So lots of uh, young Australians are going back to the labour force looking for a job but can't get one at this stage. I think it's over 15% the unemployment rate. Yeah, that's um, really depressing because it can set people, it can set a generation back for a forever, really, it's when it comes a, it, to their it, careers it, and when it comes to their expectations and earnings and everything else. Yeah, in an environment where rebuilding is taking place and uh, there's a lot of excess capacity in the labour force, uh, you can see why the government is trying to go and encourage younger people to be hired by businesses. But uh, the one thing which is unfortunate, because younger workers don't typically have the same skill set as, uh, as what people have had a bit of experience working in the labour force, sometimes uh, to go and do more complex tasks that require to rebuild companies and all that kind of stuff, uh, the legwork leg is not required initially. So one to keep an eye on, but uh, all things being equal, I think we can be pretty happy with the way the labour market is, all things considered. Um Okay, and let's, let's just leave that there. We get retail sales tomorrow, and it'll be really interesting to see how they go, considering, yes, the level of stimulus, but also you know, just the uncertainties out there. And, of course, we're heading into the Christmas season. Next mm -hmm. week, we'll start hearing about Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all those sorts of sales that go on. Yep. Um, and retailers are really, really hoping for a great Christmas. And many say that there likely will be because, you know, we've got a lot of money and we're not... That spending it on overseas travels, you know, that whole narrative that everybody out there knows quite well. We don't need to go over it again. Um, okay, so tomorrow's a Friday. Let's see who's on our... Yeah, that deserves a little woohoo. <laughs> woohoo! Uh, we've got John Blank joining us from Zach's Investment Research first thing in the morning. We've got Pippa Leary, who's the CEO of Swift Media, signed a new partnership with Uniting New South Wales. We've got Jason Sadawi, who's a portfolio manager at Spaceship at 10.40. And we'll be speaking with Rebecca James, as I mentioned, CEO of Flexi Group at 11.20 a.m. June Bailu from Tribeca, Adam Dawes from Sean Partners on the call. And it continues on from there. And what, the climax, can I say that? At 4 p.m. is the last call. Always the highlight of my week. I'm going to crack open a beer and have a bit of a yarn about what's happening in markets and, uh, and then a bit of sport, as the, uh, the advertising slogan says. Uh, so, um, this time it's, it. it's men's 
fitness. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to be up. I, <laughs> I think be... I might do that interview this week's schedule. Yeah, tell, tell me how to get so fit. <laughs> I know how to be a man, I'm not sure how to be fit. He wants to go to the pool at Crown. Yeah, oh. pumped up. I'm kidding. Pumped All up. right, um, listen, before we descend into total chaos, I don't know what's wrong with me, uh, we'll wrap it up. Scotty, it's a Friday tomorrow. I know you love them. I look forward to seeing you then. Look forward to seeing you too. I have to do my uh, bicep curls. <laughs>